At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This week's episode is brought to you by Simpson Walker Co. Is your business just existing and not thriving? Do you need to hire employees, buy equipment, or lease office space? If your business could be more profitable, look no further than making the local and federal government your customer. Sarah from Simpson Walker Co. has been in government contracting for eight years, and in that time, she's secured nine local and federal government contracts. She's since created an online course to teach you how you can do the same. Log on to simpsonwalkerco.thinkific.com for the tools, tips, and tricks that you need to start bidding on government contracts and become one of the many businesses with which the government does business. Let's work. Girl, stop playing. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I believe you can have it all. You can make the money and you can get the honey as long as you are willing to work. And today I get to introduce you to a working woman who not only has had major success in her own business, but she's created re- resources to help you do the same. Sarah Simpson is a small business owner, consultant, and advocate as the CEO of Simpson Walker Contracting Corp., which is a construction management business. She has grown the company in 10 years, securing eight government contracts, two of those contracts being five-year terms. Sarah has curated educational courses to help other companies strategically position their business, taking it from surviving to success with government contracts. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you so much, Coriel. Yes, I'm excited. I was telling you before we came on air that I'm super excited um, about this conversation because I've personally been looking into the government contract space. Um, I've talked to some super successful government contractors. Y'all who are subscribed to the podcast, you know, we've had a couple people um, on the show to just give us like some of the possibilities, you know, like what's actually possible in the government contract space. I'm always like mind blown of what the government is out here buying and supplying and paying for. And so I love being able to have these conversations to just open up the possibilities for other women of how they can do business with the government outside of the traditional like small business um, space that we typically hear about. So before we get into like the nitty gritty of how government contracts work and what the potential is, how did you even get into the space? Like, how did you start as a government contractor? Um, well, I'll have to give the credit to my father. Um, he's a carpenter by trade and he had a construction business prior to the one we started together. And so that's how I really got into the business. He is a carpenter. He's a, he's, he started his construction business and then he kind of semi-retired, kind of got out of it. And then he wanted to start it back up. And the way they did business in the 80s and 90s is not how they really do business now. Mm-hmm. So this is where I came in. I was I my background is in social work. So I was a social worker and, you know, I got tired of that business and got tired of, you know, being paid low. Um, mm-hmm. So I transitioned over into business. I studied business. I went to, after I graduated college, I worked in social services for a little bit. And then I went into, I got my MBA in 20, 
12. And then after that, I did a construction program with this company called Turner. It's like a larger construction company. And then I did another uh, emerging leaders program with the SBA, the Small Business mm. Administration. And mm. then, yeah, we've just been going ever since. Like, I really, really, really studied this business because I really wanted to be successful in this business. So after 10 years, um, this is where we are today. Listen, you just said so much. So first of all, shout out to your daddy, okay, for really paving the way of being able to create generational wealth. He did it in his own way, right? But there's so many ways that we can go about setting our children up for success. And so I love that you are the product of that, but now you can turn around, you know, and, and potentially do the same thing. And there's so many of us that miss out on these opportunities because we are thinking, okay, well, I can only be successful in this one cookie cutter way. Like I have to go to college, got to get the degree. I got to work in this career for 20, 30 plus years, then retire. And then, you know, maybe I can, yeah, you know, I mean, that's not for everybody, especially for millennials right. in our generation. We're, you know, the risk takers, we're yep. the overachievers. And yes, we did go that route, but now we're finding new routes. We're yep. finding other ways to make money. And then it's just, it's just not with the federal government. It's with the city, like your city that you live in, then the county, and then the state, and then, you know, Biden, and then that's the federal government. So people even miss out on city government contracts and state yep government contracts and county and then you got uh-huh. um the federal government so those are four bags that you are you could potentially be Make in if yep. you just um register your business like you have to register your business and then wait 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 to- don't tell us the step shit hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on we go get to that we go get to that <laughs> but i gotta shout you out one more time because for, the first shout out was for your father for for yeah even being in position to be able to bring you on. And now you all have both created success for yourselves, but together, right? Yeah. But then you, you did not, you took it a step further. So this shout out is for you because you took it a step further. And instead of saying, okay, well, daddy, you got the skills. Let me just ride your coattails. You studied, right? You wanted to know how can we make this the most successful business possible. So you wanted to make sure that you had, even though he had the experience, now you have the education that you all can bring together to be able to make this, you know, a a seven figure business. And so I love that you can be an example and a testament of what's possible when we take our skills, we take our experiences, we couple it with this education that we were, you know, led to believe that we have to have. Exactly. Yes, that we've paid for and now we and now it can pay off, right? So shout out to both of you for, you know, seeing the vision and being able to bring it together. Before I have you talk about the steps or like, you know, the pieces of the puzzle in order Mm -hmm. to make this possible, what would you say are like some misconceptions that people have about being able to get these contracts? The misconception is that you can't do it. The misconception is that you're too small. Um, Misconceptions that um, you're not experienced enough. Um, So I would say some of of those are the misconceptions that Mm -hmm. the federal government is looking for you the federal government does do business with minorities, women, um, and the federal government also does business with small companies. Like you don't have to be a multi-million dollar company. Small business, uh, I guess, legally, it's like five hundred employees or less, and I That's think all of us dollars or less. You know, so if you're a sole proprietor, if you have LLC, you know, corporation. If you have 500 employees or less, you are considered a small business in in the United States. And one of the things that we don't know, that's why I love being able to have these conversations because it's not often that you bump into a government contractor that can tell you like how this works and how it's possible. And so if you don't know anybody who's done the thing, you don't think that you can do the thing. So I love that you are able to be an example of a young millennial black woman who has been able to build this thing out, right? And so, because we do a lot of times have those limiting beliefs, like, well, I don't have experience doing this, so now I can't do it. I don't have, you know, the the um, 
big enough team to be able to do it. Like we tell ourselves all of these limiting beliefs and all that does is literally limit our outcome. So a lot of times we're our own worst enemy. Like we are in our own way, putting up obstacles that really don't even exist. Um, And there's money out there specifically set aside for small businesses. Yes. And all you in the city is the same way. The state, they all have pools and pockets of money that they do business with, with small businesses. So the money is out there. You just have to find your niche. Like, do you want to work with the city only or the state or the county or the federal government? And what is the federal government? Like, okay, you got the VA hospitals, you have the federal prisons, you have the, um, the military bases, the air force bases, the Navy. So all of that falls under the federal government. Um, I know people, you know, want vending machines. If they're building a federal prison, those federal prisons are going to be vending machines. You know, if the VA hospital needs to be remodeled or they're adding on to something, you know, they will need those services. Um, I mean, there's a slew of services. My business is in construction. So we typically do like remodeling and painting. Um, So that's basically the services that we provide is remodeling and painting. But there's so many other things. Even when when we do projects, I hire other small businesses. Like sometimes we need porta potties or we need a a dumpster for the trash for the construction, or we need uh, storage units and bins to store equipment and materials and supplies overnight. So there's other avenues of where you can where we, you know, hire uh, small businesses as well, being a government contractor and then hiring small business for the things that we need within uh, the business. So is that when, when it comes down to like being the prime and then getting yeah. sub subcontractors? Yeah. yeah. So the subcontractors, it would be an electrician. It would be a plumber. It would be the, you know, the do the, the HVAC, uh, that's the air conditioning. Um, and, you know, Sometimes we would, if they need something special, like a specialty, uh, you know, they put designs on the ceilings and things like that. So that type of thing um, we use subcontractors for because one, we're not licensed to do plumbing or electric. electric. Um, we, con- uh, the general, uh, the general commercial contracting license is just to, for to build. Um, so we have to hire out electric the electricians, the plumbers and all that stuff. So, but within that, you know, if the building is being built, like you can, there's so many opportunities for you to do business. Cause even on larger construction projects, they need food trucks, you know, people, they're going to be hungry for lunch. They need food trucks out there or, you know, in the, the, the larger construction companies, they pay for those meals sometimes because the guys can't always go and go get lunch. So they just bring it to them. So you have named the vending machines, the food mm-hmm. trucks. I'm imagining if you're doing a remodel, there's like an interior decorator that might be contracted. These are things that Black women, we think about starting these businesses, but we mm-hmm. automatically go to, how can I sell this to a person, an ind- individual? Like, how can I go get one customer one by one by one? Versus how can I get a contract guaranteed predictable income for doing this same exact thing, running this same type of business. So thank you for that, because that's literally I know somebody's like wheels are spinning now of like, oh, my God, I didn't know that I could get a contract for this vending machine or I could get a contract, you know, for what I'm really already doing. Now, I I do love being able to inspire And, you know, like I said, get the ideas out there for maybe income streams that people haven't thought about. But I do want to give a realistic expectation of what it's like once you start getting these contracts. So if you could think of like the biggest challenge as a government contractor, what would you say that would be? Okay, so for our business, it's a it's the pay. So sometimes it's 30 day, 60 day, 90 day net. So if you explain what that means, explain what net means, uh, net means you don't get paid for 30 days. You do the work. This is in construction. Now, I don't know about other businesses, but in construction, you do the work, you bill for the work, and then you get paid some, it depends, but typically it's 30 days. And then, so that's 30 day net. 
Mm-hmm. And then 60, 90 is the same thing. You do the work yeah. and then 60 right. days out or 90 days out. So this now, means that you are funding these, yeah. these jobs that you're doing? This is where you need to have your finances in order. Uh, you need a line of credit to hold you over until you get paid. Now, if you go to the bank and you show them your contracts, like, hey, you know, I got a five year contract, with, they'll be more inclined to give you a line of credit. But you have you have to have a little money in the bank, but they would be more inclined to give you a line of credit if you can show that you mm-hmm. have a contract with the city or the state for five years. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we know that you're going to be you're making good money. For it. You, yeah. yeah, exactly. So a line of credit is what you need to you get your finances in order. Have an accountant, a CPA, and a lawyer. Because <laughs> uh, yes. sometimes you're dealing with contracts and you it's there's sometimes those contracts are a hundred pages, at least in construction. Um, so you have to have a lawyer go over everything to make sure that you're covered. And then you also have to have bonding, uh, insurance to bond the job, to make sure that, um, if anything goes wrong, you're covered by insurance pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so what would you say? That's definitely a challenge. Okay. I never even thought about the, the, the pay because that's a thing. Um, so I'm yeah. glad you mentioned like there's, these are the conversations that I think is so important because we like on Instagram, everybody's talking about government contracts. Like everybody's talking about doing the things you can go out and you can get 10 million billion trillion dollars, but I have not heard anybody say, but make sure you got a line of credit. Make sure, you know, you got your finances in order because you could have this multi-million dollar contract, but you got to do the work first. You yeah, might so not you- get paid for 30 or 60 or 90 days. Correct. So they try to be a little bit faster with small businesses because they know that. But typically, you know, you have other people doing this paperwork. So once you send in your invoice, you don't know how long it's going to take them to you know, push that paperwork through, but contractually it's supposed to be 30 days, sometimes 15, but mm, it's sketchy 30. I would say 30. So what would you say is the biggest benefit of doing business with the government? The biggest benefit is that you'll have a customer for life. You have to look at the government as your customer the city, the state, the federal government, they ain't going nowhere. They, you know, we'll have new presidents, we'll have new senators, but they ain't going nowhere. So I would say the benefit is that you will always be in business as long as you want to with them. Listen, they aren't going anywhere. This is true. You'll always have a customer for life. Okay. So now let's get into like, the the formula for this you started to get into the process of what's necessary but i think this this part too is a limiting belief for a lot of people because they might be overthinking the process so talk to us about the process for getting started so that you can even be in position to get these government contracts okay so you got to have a business so either you providing a product or service and then Whatever city, state, county you live in, you know, look at their procurement sites, see what they're buying, see what they're looking for, see how long the contracts are, see, you know, how the upfront costs, like how much money is it going to take you? Do you have the money to fund this contract? Like, do you, you know, if they want, for example, uh, they want 100 TVs, do you have the capital to buy those 100 TVs and deliver them? And a company like mine, like, oh, I need to hire you to put them up for the city or whatever. So it just, I think it's just more so having a business, a product service. This is your lane. This is your business. So you should know the ins and out of your business. And then you're going to get a contract. So get a CPA, an attorney to read this contract and go over it to make sure that you can fulfill it. Because mm-hmm. if you can't fulfill it, then that's a legal issue. They trying to, you know, take your money. Um, and then, so wait, when you say if you if, when you say if you can fulfill it, if you can't fulfill it, is that where the prime comes in, or no? Am I thinking about the wrong thing? Okay, so 
a prime. Okay. So in construction, a prime is a general contractor. And when they oversee the whole project, that's the prime. Gotcha. Uh-huh. So in construction, that's the lingo and the terms that they use. So okay. for a vending machine business, you don't subcontract that out. Like that's Mm -hmm. your business, the vending machine business. So if you had a vending machine, you would have a contract with the city. You wouldn't be considered a prime. That's some, that's construction language. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, but then you can get other people to do part, the parts of it that you don't personally do. And that would be your sub. Yes. That would be my sub. So my electrician, my plumber, my HVAC guy, um, if I need um, materials and supplies, like the dumpsters, the porta potties, things like that. And so, so do you factor and I have to, you know, pay them out of my money, like out of what you got for the contract. Government, I'll pay my subcontractors from what the government paid me. So do you recommend that people who are just starting in this um, in this particular space start out as sub? Or go yeah. after prime? I would say start with the city or the state first before you head to the federal government because the federal government wants you to have some type of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't what know about you. if you're not the prime, though? Does so if matter? you're not the prime, I would select you. So I'm, I'm the contractor. So I'm mm-hmm. selecting this business or this business to work for me. That's mm-hmm. the subject. So being the prime, the prime selects whoever they choose to subcontract with. Got you. And does that, I'm imagining that that comes down to having relationships. Correct. Relationships and that you know that they can deliver the service, you know that they can do good work and that you know they will finish the project on time because in construction is very time sensitive because you know they have to get the building re- open or they have to get the building ready or you know they can't have, you know, service stop because of construction all the time. So, so it comes down and this is business across the board, y'all comes down to relationships and your reputation. You got to know people and the people, you know, got to know that you are who you say you are, that you're going to do what you say that you do. And that will take you so far in business. Like I always say, uh, connection is worth more than cash because cash in your hand today is cool. But if you can establish a relationship with a prime who has multiple contracts, that little cash that you have in your pocket today is nothing compared to the years worth of contracts um, that can come from you just having a connection. So making sure that you are building relationships and making sure that your reputation is intact is important across the board. Now, before we get into courses that you've created and how you're able to help other people space I are certifications necessary in order to be in position um, to get these contracts is that something that you have is that something that you recommend is that something you talk about um the certifications help you know it's an identifier like when they're, the government is looking for a black woman-owned construction company, they'll you know go through their database and see, and they can. So it's basically like an identifier. Um, again, if you do good work, your name will speak for itself. The certification is just to identify you as a black woman-owned construction business because they have to give a certain percentage to. Black woman-owned, disadvantaged, those particular classifications. So if the city or the state go and ask the federal government for money, they're in the government says yes, then the federal that's a federally funded project. So they have to utilize small businesses. They have to. It's by law. They have to. So you can position yourself to get paid just by having that identifier. So going through the certification process can be worth it. Okay. So tell us about how, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, tell us for, for the people who are listening and they're like, okay, this sounds good. But Sarah, how do I really get started? I know you have some resources. So talk a little bit about your resources and I'm going to drop your website one more time here. 
Okay, so everyone asked me, you know, how do you get into government contracting? How does it work? So I created a course, um, Government Contracting 101, and it's for new businesses. Like you either just started your business or you've been in business for a few years and you want to get into government contracting, but you just don't know how. I created a course, uh, Government Contracting 101, Capability Statements. That's kind of like your resume for your business because sometimes the government will ask for your capability statement. And you're, some people are like, what is that? That's just like a resume for your business. It outlines, you know, the work you have done past and present. And then just, it's like a, just a resume for your business. And then the, the last one is proposal writing. Because sometimes um, if it's not documents that they want you to fill out, they want you to write a proposal. And a proposal is how are you going to perform this work who are you going to work with? What are the subs you're going to use? Um, you know, they just, depending on the contract, sometimes they just have documents that you fill out and other times they want you to write a proposal. So are you writing your own proposals or is that something you hire out for? I am. I, yes, Ooh. I did write my own proposals. Yeah. I love it. Listen, okay, y'all. So you're not just going to learn from someone who has read about doing the things, who who has been taught. She's literally been trained through her experience, right, of how to actually do these things. And now she's teaching you how you can turn around and do it for yourself as well. Yeah, Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlay, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This business, like I studied this business. Like I looked at some proposal examples and then, you know, I you know, twicked and tweeted and, you know, made it my own. So, but yeah, I, every proposal that I've written for my business, I I wrote it. Like, no, I didn't hire anybody. Whew. All right, y'all. So Sarah, wait, hold on. I'm lying. It's not Sarah. It's simpsonwalkerco.com is the yes. website. And then you got to make sure you are staying connected with Sarah on Instagram at Simpson Walker Co. So that you can find out the projects that she's working on. Maybe you're in position to be a subcontractor for some of these contracts. Maybe you just want to stay connected or maybe you want to log on to her website, SimpsonWalkerCo.com so that you can take her government contracts 101 course, but get in where you fit in because we cannot continue to miss out on these coins just because, you know, we don't know what's possible. So once you know better, you got to do better. You now have heard it here. You can get access to some of this government money, have a customer for life once you start getting into this contracting space. Sarah, I appreciate you. I have enjoyed learning from you, and I can't wait to hear from all of my listeners who are headed over right now to SimpsonWalkerCo.com. I'm also going to drop the link in the description below so that you can check her out. Check out her website, stay connected with her on Instagram and get in where you fit in with these government contracts, y'all. There is money to be made. Thank you for tuning in to another Girl Stop Playing podcast episode. I'll see you on the next show.
Thank you for tuning in. If you want to take this thing just a little bit further, be sure to check out the show notes in the description below so that you can join my free Facebook community, sign up for The Circle, or register for the 21-day experience. I love you. See you on the next episode.